What's up, everybody? Welcome back in to another SSPN recap. My name's Jude McLaren. That's Heath. Man, this they, they, it's backwards on the camera. I meant to go this way. That's Ethan Quintero. Um, and we are going to be talking about the San Antonio Spurs playing the Orlando Magic tonight. We're going to talk a little bit more big picture stuff because it's kind of the same themes that we've been going through throughout this entire preseason. I think it was good, though, Ethan, to kind of play a team on our level later in the preseason to where we could kind of see how we matched up. Um, I feel like this was a good matchup for today's game. 100% because we're both very young teams, very young core, kind of rebuilding. And it felt like to me, uh, also just kind of looking at the box score here, it felt like to me Pop was kind of, you know, testing some lineups a little more so than he usually would in a preseason game to kind of see where we would be come season opener. Did it feel like that for you? Like we were playing more of like our starters, like our actual rotational guys? Yes, yeah. And even at the end, I think that the lineup that he had out on the floor was just kind of another example of how he was going to test lineups tonight. Like mm-hmm. you have Luca playing center for the first time, really, yeah. that we've seen so far. Kiata Bates, the opposite. And you still had, even though you had Wieskamp and, um, excuse me, Josh Primo out there, you still had Forbes out there. So there's still like some some veteran out there late in the game. Um, so yeah, I think there's definitely a lot of toying throughout the game with the lineups. But yeah, I mean, we were seeing Derek and DeJounte pretty consistently deep in the third. Um, this honestly kind of felt similar to the first game, which is ironic because you'd think that the first game you wouldn't run, you know, like your main players. But mm-hmm. that's kind of what happened in that one and in this one. And so. Yeah, there's just a couple things that were a little different for me. Uh, big picture stuff, turnovers were a huge problem tonight, both just like fouling, meaningless fouls for some reason. I mean, the refs were whistle happy both sides of the ball, but it felt like we were just kind of really sloppy out there. Also with our passing, pretty much everybody was sloppy with our passing from top to bottom, starters all the way down to Primo and Wieskamp like we saw at the end there. Uh, it, it was just a little bit weird and yeah, Good comment from my man Milianu. I don't know how to pronounce that, but Milianu. Milianu. <laughs> he did. He his body language was off tonight for sure. Jude and I were talking about that uh, prior to this. But you go ahead and, and talk about what you thought. Big picture stuff, Jude. Yeah, I I just put up um, Millions comment because that was something we had talked about before we went on air, and we kind of felt like that was honestly the big takeaway from this game I know Mm -hmm. there's a lot of other stuff that you could talk about you could say maybe Derek was missing some shots etc he's kind of looked rough throughout the preseason but I think the thing that stood out to me the most was just late in that game you see we were talking about it Cole Anthony's going up for that dunk it was a ton of momentum Luca's trailing like right behind him like and remember that Luca is let's see so Cole Anthony's 6'2 and Luca's 6'11 he's yep nine inches basically 10 inches taller than him okay so like like reach wise he could have easily chased him down and blocked that and he just stopped and then there was a play the next possession where once again he just looked lost on defense it was a drive to the rim it was his chance to have the help defense he would have had a great contest he's got the size he's got the skills but he just i don't it was really weird tonight and i know it was a very small sample size and it's kind of something nitpicky in the grand scheme of the game But that was very concerning to me because that wasn't something, even when he's been like deer in the headlights, there was never a lack of effort. It was just he didn't know what he was supposed to do. And it's like, okay, you're learning American basketball. But tonight it was like he looked to his left, he sees the guy coming in driving, and he just decides not to go in and do help defense. And it's like, what? So it, it was maybe it's just, you know, we can only, maybe I'm reading into it too much from through a TV screen, but mm-hmm. from what I saw, 
I agree with Felix right here. Luca gave up on that play. And I, I mean, yeah, I don't know did. if I agree that he should be cut, but <laughs> he definitely did um, give up on that play for sure. And it it was very concerning because it was like, these are plays that he could make. It was yeah. just like, you could see that these were great plays, but he just didn't give the effort for him. Yeah, I, I wish I knew why, because there could be many reasons why he wouldn't do that. Maybe it's just in his eyes. He's like, it's preseason. I'm not going to risk getting hurt or accidentally hurting Cole Anthony for just a meaningless block. Or maybe he's just a passive personality. Maybe he just doesn't feel like he needs to be aggressive all the time, which is not a good sign at all if that is the case. And then it also could just be frustration because yeah, I don't know why. But it feels like the Spurs and Pop have just just chosen overnight. They've chosen Keita Bates Diop over Luka Samanich. <laughs> and I don't know entirely why, because Keita Bates Diop is not a guy that we drafted. He's not a guy that we dra- that was drafted in the first round, I don't believe. Uh, we, we picked him at 19 overall. He gets literally no playing time for the first three years of his career, or two two years, right? Uh, and then we just picked up Keita Bates Diop, and it seems like overnight he's getting a lot more playing time, and Lukas Samanich has gotten four minutes tonight. So I feel like that could also maybe be like a psychological thing there where he's like, y'all don't care about me. Why should I put in the effort and go get this block? Which is also quite alarming if that is the case. But it makes yeah. it a little more understandable, maybe. You know, that isn't something that you want to be the case, but out mm-hmm. of all the scenarios that you just laid out, Ethan, to me that seems like the most realistic when you just look at what we saw. So, yeah. and and I didn't even think about that until now, but that, and I was going to kind of comment Keita Bates-Diop. I was going to be like, you know, I, I know he had a missed shot late in the game, but for the most part, it's kind of the same thing that we've said before on the show. He's a pretty solid three and D switchable yeah. wing. Like three he, steals tonight. Yeah. Like, yeah, it, it, I, there you go. I didn't even notice that. So, that is just a, a drama-filled storyline right there. We Are we stirring up drama in the Spurs locker room, Ethan? I mean, maybe. I mean, I have no <laughs> proof of this, but like, if I were Luka Samanich, I mean, I probably would feel that way, you know, especially if he doesn't think that what he's been doing has warranted him not getting any playing time. If that's the case, if he feels like, oh, I'm putting in the work, I'm trying, I'm learning how to play in the system, and I feel like I'm ready to play, and then all of a sudden some dude walks in the door, he's like, hey, guys, and just gets 20 minutes a game. Like, that would rub me the wrong way for sure. Yeah, yeah. It, it Especially, you know, and then you have Keldon on top of that, like 13 yeah. picks after you. It's That's tough. And the other thing is, is really, like, the difference going back to this whole thing is that once again tonight, it was like he was just the effort away from making a really great play. Like, I feel like this season we've seen growth from Lucas Hominich on the floor. Um, in these three preseason games. Yeah, right, in these three preseason games. And it's like minimal growth. But still, yeah. like, we've seen, like, some sort of positivity. And I see a lot of you guys in the comments saying, Lucas, just not it, blah, blah, blah. And I understand where you're coming from. Like, if I th- I can understand if you saw this in the set you off. The first thing I told Ethan was, like, that just it's just making me mad. Like, I'm like, yeah. you're good enough to make these plays, but you're just not making them. And that's the frustrating part, especially now when it's like he grew to 6'11". And it's like, oh, my God, the whole point of that would be that you can do chase down blocks. That's why we drafted you at 17, because you're a 6'11 forward. But he's yeah. just he's just not. I don't know. It's one preseason game. Once again, maybe he'll get his attitude up. And, you know, he's kind of our age, too. So, like, 
you know, and he's moving. It's this is still only his third year in a new country, still probably away from everybody. Um, so I don't want to be too hard on him because, yeah. like, you know, everybody's human, right? Yeah. Uh, when we're we're a show about basketball at the same time, and the basketball side though, right now tonight from him just did not. It, it's not. It's it's a regression. You don't yeah. want to see that. Look at the positives, though, Spurs fans, if you're upset about him. After this season, if he's you know doesn't make any improvements, he's gone. We don't have to pay him, and we don't have to ever think about Luka Samanich ever again. And we really wouldn't miss anything because it seems like Kidded Base Diop is already taking his minutes away uh, from him. And then we also have to deal with Thaddeus Young, who we have no idea what's going to happen with him. So, I mean, but it, then again, on the other side of it, if he plays well, just re-sign him, and we got ourselves a really solid 6'11 power forward slash small forward slash center that's very versatile and can play, you know, all kinds of positions on the court for us, you know? I think that this is a very interesting comment from Felix here because considering the fact that we do have still like 17 guys on the roster, when you're not having effort, like in that situation, and really your contract is cheaper to pay off than Alfred yeah. Caminus and Thaddeus Young's, that's a really yeah. good he might get cut like that i don't think like i know pop that isn't being you know super yelly this year because i think he's you know he understands it's a young group and they're not gonna you know respond to that as well as you know a young group in the 90s would have right it's a different time but also i think he knows that his time is coming to an end and he wants to enjoy it as much as possible but still like when you're making those decisions at the end of the day like he luca better hope that they find a trade in the next week or so because because that that like that is going to be the difference of being cut or not like you could have ran like the effort is a huge thing like i i don't know maybe that's the case too maybe he's already been told that there you go maybe he already knows like my name's in trade talks and i'm probably not gonna be here in a week so why on earth would i run back on defense you know what i mean maybe that's the case we don't know yeah. These, these guys know when their names are coming up in trade talks. Like, this is not just like all of a sudden they. Especially with the out. Spurs. Oh, 100%. You know, a lot of interesting storylines to move him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A lot of interesting storylines. So everybody in the everybody in the chat sees it too. I'm glad that us focusing on Luca wasn't just like our blindness. Like that that seems to be the thing that everybody else kind of yeah. saw in the Knights game too. But people talk about it a lot, Jew, but I've never really noticed body language being like a super issue. I always thought it was more of like a I'm kind of confused as to where I'm supposed like, to be. Yeah. Not not a oh, I don't even care. But tonight it just seemed like, you know, he just didn't even want to put in the effort. Just like zero caring in the world which was a change of pace for me. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But let's talk about some positives. Mm. Um, what are some other things that you saw from this game? I know that DeJounte had some, you know, he had his ups and downs in this game, but I still feel like the way that he's able to beat guys off the dribble, like there were a couple shots that he had tonight where they didn't fall, but like he made it an open shot, if you yeah. get what I'm saying. So um, if he continues... To, I think that tonight was another example of just him being that kind of bucket getter that we've been talking about. And as soon as he was making those plays, I even heard the the Orlando Magic broadcasters were talking about like, you know, he's probably going to have to be um, the star for them this year. 
But another thing I also wanted to mention, I was watching the Orlando Magic broadcast, and one of the things that Wendell Carter said in the halftime interview, like they were like, hey, like what are some of the things that they're doing, you know, that that is the reason they have the lead? And he was just saying they're playing really good defense. So coming into the year, one of the expectations I feel like us as Spurs fans, and if you're watching this on SSPN, probably thought like, hey, even if we have some offensive struggles with guys having turnovers, you know, learning to mesh together and play together without, you know, stars like, you know, Rudy and then veterans like Patty or uh, stars like Rudy, stars like DeMar and veterans like Rudy and Patty. Um, and now they're having to learn, you know, how to play with each other. But at the same time, I totally I, I completely lost my train of thought of that in, in no, that right there. I forget what I was saying. I'm sorry, but. You were talking about positives and you were going on about how the announcers were talking about how de- okay. defensively so, we were doing really well. Yeah. So Wendell Carter basically saying that just kind of proved that, hey, even if we have our offensive struggles, we're going to have a pretty good defense. And like other players in the league will literally say that. You know, So yeah. it was just nice to hear another team be like they're playing really good defense. Um, it, it just kind of reinforced that idea. So 100 mm, percent. Uh, the thing I noticed, I noticed a few things that were pretty different uh, from this game, from the games previous. One, DeJounte Murray's importance. In the first half, I was like, man, we're, we're playing well, but for some reason we just can't get a bucket. And I think that's the we missed DeMar DeRozan because as much as the ball kind of stuck to his hands from time to time, he was he was pretty much a bucket. Anytime we needed one, he would go get us one. And then DeJounte kind of turned it on in the third quarter, played pretty efficiently, 8 for 12 tonight, 50% from three. You couldn't have asked for a better game, in my opinion, from DeJounte Murray. And then also passing. I know he didn't have a lot of assists. I think he had like one, yeah, one assist tonight. But uh, the difference between when he and Derek White are on the court as opposed to just Derek White uh, there's definitely a difference there as far as like the ball movement and guys knowing and understanding where to be getting in their spots, uh, spotting up from three. And also when he's aggressive, he's really hard to stop. I love DeJounte when he can get to the rack. I mean, I know he has the pull up jumper and sometimes he likes to shoot the three ball. Not really, but if he can just get all the way underneath the rim. I mean, our, our everything opens up for our offense, in my opinion. Another great sign. Lonnie, Lonnie Walker, the fourth, 16 points tonight. He was playing electric, very much a spark plug off the bench as our sixth man. If he could just keep doing this, 16 points isn't that much. Maybe even like like 14 a night. That's pretty good, in my opinion, for Lonnie Walker. If he can just keep that up and not have to jack up 20 shots and only make like three, that's what we need from him this season. If he can be there like he was tonight, uh, I'll be very happy with Lonnie's output. And lastly, I thought Devin Vassell played, played a phenomenal game as well. I only I know he only had nine points, but just watching his impact tonight defensively and moving off ball, being able to catch and shoot, uh, he, he had a phenomenal game as well. And if, if all three of those guys can continue to play at this level, uh, I think we can only get better as we move into the regular season. Yeah, yeah. Um, just going over some of our comments that we've also had. Luis, I saw... I understand where you're coming from with us being a little bit hyperbolic, but the only thing I would say is I feel like Pop put the young guys in in that situation to be like, hey, go win this game. Like, I'm going to give you Bryn, but like, go win this game by yourself. And that's when he didn't give effort. And I know it's the end of a preseason game, and it is just three to five minutes. You're absolutely correct there. And maybe this blows over, and this whole conversation that Ethan and I just had was completely pointless, and he comes out, the next preseason game starts and looks great. Like, you know what I mean? That could totally happen. But still, these, right, fingers crossed. But the way that he looked in 
a situation where it was like, hey, go get this W, that's where you would put in the most effort, not the least. But like you also say, Luis, but that also might be why he already knows that, that he's traded as well. So great point there, too. Um, Diamante said Lonnie was the bright spot. It was just really encouraging to see that from Lonnie after mm-hmm. the struggles that he's had so far. Because even this whole time, it's like it's all just been about execution with Lonnie. It's just getting your shots to fall. Yeah. Like he's always taking the shot. It's not that the shot looks bad. It's just it going in. Um, and another problem that we've had with Lonnie in the past is hands not being able to hold on to the ball. And while that wasn't a problem tonight for him, I felt like that was another thing that I noticed from the team tonight overall mm-hmm. that I didn't think of until just now. There were so a many lot. turnovers just because guys couldn't catch the ball. It was the right pass, like in everything. It's just hands. Like we need to get our hands rating up. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, we really <laughs> do. We really do. Yeah. And uh, Primo, I know everybody wants to talk about Primo. I was I was impressed with Primo. I know he had a couple bad turnovers a couple times where he kind of got, you know, uh, flustered and threw the ball away or, you know, dribbled off his foot and got trapped or whatever. That's just rookie mistakes. It's a preseason game. But the thing I love most about Primo, he's still so confident, Jude. I mean, the dude came out, he shot three threes, made two of them, had another field goal, finished with eight points. He's just always looking to get a basket. And I like his aggressiveness, his demeanor. He's like, I he's know, super confident. He's super like confident. uber confident for a kid who should be a freshman in college. I didn't see that either. Cause in his interviews and everything, he's such a humble guy, almost timid. Like he's not loud. He's not really like boasting about himself. He's just kind of smiling, happy go lucky, baby faced guy talking to Joey's camp. Uh, and all of a sudden he comes out and he's got his killer mindset, uh, almost like a young Froby Bryant. Maybe I don't know what to put. <laughs> I don't want to put expectations on the kid, but don't, don't you, compare him to Kobe. Remember don't Kobe com- shooting like four air balls in a row, but he just kept shooting. No, them. just oh. don't. Just don't. I just don't want Primo to, to like. Uh. We we need to appreciate Primo. We don't want to be disappointed by Primo because we set him with like one of the greatest players of all time. You know yeah. what I mean? And Luka Samanich, I'm thinking like Dirk vibes, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just make some outrageous predictions about these guys' ceilings. Luis, I see you talking about DJ throwing up some threes. I saw he hit one. I only really saw him take one tonight. I just think that that DeJounte should take him when he's wide open. Yeah. Yeah. Just take him. Just don't be a, don't be afraid to take him. Yeah. No, if it's contested and it's a step back, if you're DeJounte Murray, don't do that. But DeJounte Murray is, at this point, a pretty solid wide open three-point shooter. So that's mm-hmm. what I think. I just think you should take him when he's wide open. <laughs> yes. Just like Drew Eubanks. Hey, he, he had a nice mid-range shot tonight, too. Yes, he did. Looking like my man, uh, who was the guy, uh, Bill Lambeer, back in the <laughs> late 80s, Pistons, early yes. 90s. <laughs> okay, this is another comment I like here from Ananta. Um, this is like, I know it's once again, this is all just preseason stuff. But yes, when you watch Primo play and you watch him take the ball up the floor, you're like, okay, no, this dude knows what he's doing. He's The confidence mm-hmm. oozes from him when he's on the floor. And um, his floater also looks great as well. Felix had a good job there. That's something, I mean, he's got a bag, man. He can be a sniper, but he's got a bag. And he's a good defender. And he's 18. He's a lot more well-rounded than I think any of us thought he would be at this point. He's like, I've I've barely seen, like, yes, he he made some bad passes tonight. Mm -hmm. But, like, other than that, like, defensively, how he has looked this entire and once again it's preseason and like we probably won't even see him play in the regular nba but how he's looked defensively 
um, is super impressed me. Like I knew he was going to be a, a pretty good defender, but he has not got beat very much at all. And he's out there barking on defense too, which I didn't see coming. Like I saw one possession in particular. I think he was talking to Kata Bates Diop at one point and he looked at him and I, I obviously can't see what he's saying, but he just like is yelling at him and he's pointing at him like, get back on your guy. I got this. We'll switch on this. And it's like, wow, this is really like entertaining to see from a guy that just is now learning the Spurs, you know, playbook for him to already know it to this point. You know, it's pretty, very impressive. Yeah, um, I think a while back there was a tweet that came out and it was like talking about uh, the best players in the game, like every skill set, like, you know, like if you need shooting, you know, get KD. If you need rebounding, get Andre Drummond. If you if you get passing, you need passing, get CP3, you know, and if you need all of these things, get Josh Primo. Mm. Um, (laughs) No, but that that was a tweet that came out. And that was actually I got that from the Kevin O'Connor and Chris Vernon podcast they do their ringer NBA show and they were kind of you know basically they were reverting back to how in the after the draft it was the meme of the draft that we drafted Josh Primo you can even go check our tape and we weren't very happy about it right and now it's like after seeing this first game even they were like the Spurs have done it again (laughs) they were like they did it again they they duped everybody so Kai Jones who he hasn't even played yet who (laughs) Kai Jones the guy that had one highlight in the summer league that's the guy we're talking about (laughs) couldn't be me Primo's fantastic oh lord all right (laughs) (laughs) fat boy thank you for being in the chat today I feel like I've been a little tired and a little off this episode so I'm glad that you like it um but any final thoughts for this magic game because I don't really think (laughs) There's two. What happened? I just love that you said that. I, I know that's his actual name, but you were like, "Fat boy, appreciate you being in the comments." It's like, almost yes. like you're making fun of him. No, oh, his name. That's just being the show. You, we appreciate boy. you, man. And Gio, you've been in here the whole time. We haven't got to you just talking crap about Jalen Suggs. So Spurs Army, we're glad you're in the trenches, man. <laughs> yeah, appreciate y'all. Appreciate y'all. The name's Omar. Omar. Okay, Omar. I'm gonna right. still call him Fat Boy. <laughs> I like it though. Oh, it's so funny. All right. Well, any any final thoughts on the Spurs game? I know this isn't our normal breakdown, but this is the end of the preseason, and it's just the streams weren't very reliable today. So we're, we're yeah. doing our best. Diamante once again. Devin has played well. He's looking good. I mean, it's mainly the same story, kind of overall. Like Derek's not looking very well. Dejounte is going to have to be our bucket getter. We need Lonnie to consistently play well. Uh, we haven't talked about Keldon Knight. I didn't really see too much from him on the floor in general. What does his box score look like? Uh, he had 12 points, five boards. Uh, your basic, you know, average Keldon Knight, honestly. Yeah. I liked what I saw, though, because it wasn't... Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but because I, I didn't see the entire first quarter. I caught the tail end of it and then the rest of the game. But he had some good baskets in there that weren't like yes, his usual. I saw some highlights. Yeah, yeah. they weren't it was his the usual. mid-range. Yes, yes, which we're both happy to see that he actually took our suggestion because clearly he watches the show and knows yes. which basketball <laughs> minds to trust, SSPN, clearly. And we told him, just go get a mid-range jumper, bro. Just go get a small bag, turn around deep over in, shoulder Deep or in that bag, yeah, because yeah, we... Yeah, <laughs> like we both stumped. Uh, <laughs> the chemistry is on point. We both know. Look, look, Keldon has deepened his mid-range bag, and all we wanted him to do was improve that this mm-hmm. year because we know that he can bully through most guys and make wide open three pointers. So yeah. And I think he Derek struggled said a little bit. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think Derek's going to get through the slump also, just to like my final statement about this game. Derek's slump, I think, has been kind of based on the fact that he's been playing not with who he will be playing come regular season time, if that makes sense. I think he's been in a lot of strange lineups uh, and has kind of been kind of just like been forced to figure it out, Derek, see where you can find a basket or an assist or something. So come come regular season time, I think he'll kind of find his his flow there alongside DeJounte. Yeah. I'm not uh I'm I'm not really that I'm glad you brought that up because I'm not really concerned about Derek. Maybe that's just us being naive, but I really I gotta see him play bad in the regular season consistently for me to yeah. think that this is gonna translate. I, I just I just need to see it outside of the preseason. So likewise. Alrighty. Well, that will do it for this episode of SSPN, y'all. We appreciate you guys in the chat tonight. Primo over Jalen Suggs for sure. That is absolutely don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Ethan underscore Quintero at Jude McLaren to stay updated on the show. Um, Feel free to interact with us as well. Don't forget to like and subscribe this video. Tell your friends also and follow and like and subscribe to Spurs Tube TV. We will be over there doing after the buzzers pretty soon. But of course, we will always be doing our post games here as well throughout the season. So we appreciate you guys and we'll catch y'all in the next one.